I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Mission Matters Money Podcast, your source for all things money. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at AskAdamTorres. Keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule, signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, missionmatters.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so I have Gertage Mehdi on the line. He's director over at Witness Investment. Gertage, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thanks for having me back. So uh, for everybody that's listening, uh, that, um, just to let you know, this is a very special Reunion 2020 episode. It's when I bring on a guest that I had on the past and I liked him so much, I had to bring him right on back. Um, <laughs> so, Gritage, first off, I don't want to assume that everybody caught our first episode. So let's just start with, um, I want to talk about witness investment today. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit more about your background. So how did you get started in your career and in business? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, uh I graduated from uh, the University of Michigan, go blue. And uh, oh, I, you, you hurt know. my heart. No, I'm just <laughs> go green. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh uh, man, I didn't, I'm just that, that's something that we didn't cover on our last one. So. <laughs> my mom went to U of M. It's okay. I'm just playing with okay, you. Okay, there ahead. you go. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, you know, I uh, felt uh, pretty fortunate when when I got out. I, I got a, a um, you know, I was coming out. Um, in 2010, the economy was kind of uh, picking itself back up, and uh, and people were really looking to to, to um, you know hire as opposed to two three years ago. You saw a lot of people struggling with um, um, finding the the job during the the Great Recession. So I felt really co- uh, fortunate from just c- complete timing standpoint. But uh, my first uh, gig was with Hilton Worldwide down in Dallas. Um, worked in there. Revenue management department, e-commerce department, um, and and really uh, fell in love with with hospitality and uh, eventually with real estate a- as a whole. And uh, um, yeah, I, I was I was um, cutting cutting the cutting the cloth with, uh, down there as an as an analyst and really learned quite a bit uh, from from that experience. And still have a, a lot of great friends down there. And and. Uh, um, just a, a bit Hilton biased in, in my travels mm-hmm. still. So I, um, you know, we I do obviously quite a bit of interviews, and I talk to a lot of people in, um, coming from different angles of real estate. So a lot of people, mixed use or maybe, um, or even, um, you know, multifamily. But I don't get, we don't get as many um, people on the show that are in the hospitality side of real estate. Um, what attracts you to that part of the, um, of, of, of real estate and the industry itself? Because um, I feel like hospitality just has some really unique properties. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question, um, and it, it's definitely uh, um, considered to be one of the more volatile commercial uh, pillar classes. Um, like you just mentioned, um, with multifamily, for example, right? You're you're selling a, a, a 12, in, in many cases you're selling twelve month leases. You have fixed income for those durations, whereas hospitality, we really look at it as being um, daily leases. And so, you know, there's pros and cons to that. And, 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 uh, the pro is, uh, you can really ride upswing significantly faster. And, uh, you know, to give you an example is, um, in, in multifamily, um, just picking on that since you, since you brought it up, um, it, it's a really strong, stable investment. Um, but, but let's say you're, you know, um, you go through two, three quarters of economic growth, um, you're fixed into a 12 or 16 or 18 month lease. You can't necessarily capitalize on it in the moment. Um, you certainly can if, if the economy is still 
on an upward swing when that lease renewal comes up. Um, but you're also somewhat capped against what your base price was if somebody is renewing, et cetera. And so with hospitality, you can really just uh, price yourself in accordance to that day's demand um, based off of the market that you're in, based off of a um, whole, whole variety of factors. Um, so that's, I would say, the thing that's attractive about hospitality. And uh, at the same time, um, as things start to slow down, well, you can lower that price point uh, in accordance as well. And you're not, you know, trying to sell something that's 12, 16, 18 months in duration. You're trying to sell one night. It, it's perishable inventory. Every every uh, every day that goes by that a, a room in hospitality is unrented, you can never get that room for that day back. Um, so really critical on, on having effective pricing strategies out there. Man, that's so interesting. And for some of the people that are listening that haven't maybe heard or know, don't know anything about it, their, their mind was just blown when you said it's valued daily. They're like, what? <laughs> just so you know. Yeah. That's a, that's no, a I mean, concept. And, you know, airlines function very similarly. And to be honest, the, the pricing strategy for hospitality, um, if my history is correct, it came from airlines. Um, that, it's mm. that concept of perishable inventory uh, that, that airlines really started pushing out. It's why, um, yeah, you, you, you know, you definitely hear from people like, hey, I stayed at this hotel in, in this room three weeks ago and I paid X dollars and now X plus 20. Like nothing's changed in the room itself, right? The room is the same. The location is the same. Well, demand is different and you can price yourself in accordance to that demand. That's awesome. Um, let's switch it up a bit, Gerdes. I do want to get into what you're doing over at Witness Investment. Uh, first off, tell us a little bit more about the company, please. Yeah, so um, Witness uh, Investment, um, we are a uh, commercial real estate development group. We uh, predominantly build our own assets. Um, we do do we do uh, dabble in acquisitions, but we have um, 31 um, open uh, hospitality properties. We also have three different retail strips. Um, we have a pipeline of seven properties that are currently under construction. Um, seven is probably too many for a group our size, but the cons- it's, those, those, of, uh, uh, those of us who are listening that have uh, spent time <laughs> in real estate and especially in construction totally understand that construction cycles and construction schedules change so significantly from, you know, the day that you, you, you break ground to the, to the day that you open. And so uh, we didn't we didn't plan to have seven under right now, but uh, we, we, we do. We're very fortunate. We're very happy. Um, have a couple of openings coming up this summer, and that'll kind of alleviate some of the stress on our construction team. But um, yeah, we, we focus in hospitality, but we're certainly looking to, uh, as we grow, we're also looking at diversifying our portfolio. Um, we don't necessarily want to just be tied to one pillar of the commercial industry world, and and, and we have utilized, um, you know, what what you alluded to earlier, mixed use. Um, we have. Um, for example, in downtown Columbus, a, a home too that has uh, first floor retail, about 12,000 square feet of retail, um, four different outlets. We have a public parking garage, and we also have a, a hotel on top. And so that, that's our uh, largest mixed-use development, and it's kind of indicative of how we'd like to transition our portfolio moving forward to that type of concept because you do get, um, you know, it's, it's just a different way to kind of monetize the land. And, and, and in, it's, it's done appropriately the more effective way on how to monetize land because you have different income streams that you're creating for yourself. 
What are some of the kind of factors that uh, Witness Investment looks at when considering taking on a project? Uh, cost is um, amongst, uh, you know, I think uh, it's been a very unique environment over the last five years. Uh, we've seen construction costs skyrocket, and um, you know, it, it, it part, it, you know, what, what I just described for our end and on how we price. Obviously, um, other firms, other industries are doing the same thing, and construction has seen such a large boon. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you go around, you look at any downtown, you look at any primary market, and you see, you know, all this construction underway. You see cranes in the air, et cetera, right? Um, over the last couple of years in a lot of different towns, um, we've just seen construction skyrocket. And so um, I believe entering 2020, Hospitality specifically, it's the most rooms under construction at any point in, uh, in, in U.S. history. And so it's, it's exciting, um, in, in, in one, one sense. And on the other sense, you know, we're somewhat concerned about supply impact as well for existing assets, for new markets. And so we really look at what the cost, uh, basis is going to be for, um, the expected return. Um, that's essentially what we're looking at. We want to, we want to make sure that we hit our investment thresholds. Um, that we have had laid out for our company, for our investors. Um, what's the cash on cash yield that they're gonna, that they're gonna receive? What uh, type of financing can we put on it? There, there's a multitude of factors that obviously, um, mm-hmm. you know, get you back to whatever yield the investor is getting and, and whether or not they're comfortable for that. Uh, or awesome. not. So, yeah. So, Ritesh, um, so final question. So, two-part question. Uh, number one, what are typically the right types of, uh, of um, clients to work with Witness Investment? Uh, number two, what's the best way for people to reach out and to learn more? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're um, you know, that, that's a great question, um, Adam. We're, you know, like I mentioned, we're, we're fortunate in the sense that we, we have, um, you know, been able to grow very quickly. Uh, I started in 2014, um, so six years ago almost. It's crazy to think about. Uh, wow. Time keeps flying. But uh, we were 17 properties back then, and now we're, you know, like I mentioned, we're, we're fortunate to be at 31, and a lot of things, Amazing. you know. Yeah, we worked hard, but we've also gotten very lucky. And so um, we're, we're looking at things um, in a different way. Like I mentioned, we're looking at our, our uses a little bit differently. And, and with that, we're also looking for, uh, different partners, um, or I guess I should say new partners in the sense that like we've always funded all of our deals internally. That's not necessarily, um, a hundred percent, uh, true of who we want to be. We're looking for strategic investors. We're looking, um, you know, for, uh, strategic partners, whether that's on the construction side, because we may not necessarily have the capacity to, uh, for our construction team to build, you know, three, four, five, six deals at the same time. Um, so we're looking for, for partners in the construction side. We're looking for partners on the investment side. We're looking at different design firms to do, uh, refreshes with and, uh, just, um, pretty much every, anybody in the industry where, you know, what, what I always like to say is that we're open to any conversation. If there's a synergy there, let's, let's figure out how we can work together instead of looking for a need and, and pushing in that way. Um, you know, I think, uh, uh, I think I, I may have mentioned on our, on our last chat is, uh, you know, uh, one thing I kind of like is, uh, can I have a beer with you? If so, you know, that's somebody that I would want to work with. And if it's, if it's really synergetic, we'll find a way to work together. Um, and we'll, we'll find that need together. That's awesome. And what's the best way for them to reach out, Kritesh? 
Um, you can follow us on our on Instagram, uh, The Witness Group. You, you can find us on LinkedIn as well, and then our website, www.thewitnessgroup.com. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, hey, been great having you back on the show for this Reunion 2020 episode. Excited to have you back on in 2021, see what's going on over there at the Witness uh, at Witness Investment. And uh, to the audience, as always, thank you for, for tuning in. Hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, uh, leave me a review on the Apple iTunes store. And if you're watching this on our YouTube channel, Mission Matters Money, definitely give us a subscribe there, but also leave us some comments on the video. I mean, love to know what kind of projects and things that you're working on. And Gritesh, thanks again for coming back on the show. Hey, I appreciate it. Um, thank you so much. And congratulations to you on all the success, my friend. <laughs>